Hi, welcome to Soul Worthy Love. I am your host, Rinsey. Soul Worthy Love is your one-stop relationship podcast on everything marriage, dating, and of course, relationships. As we always say, love is safe. If it's not safe, it's not love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Soul Worthy Love. Hi, Dr. Elise. Good to have you back. Hello, Rancy. Hello, everyone. Nice to connect together again. Yes, super exciting episode for everyone today. So as we all know, there are relationship myths, but myths aren't true. So we are going to go on a little myth debunker today. And Dr. Lise will explain these top three myths that are basically, you know, not true. So why don't we just jump right in and get started? All right. The biggest myth out there, myth number one, and they live happily ever after. (laughs) That doesn't happen. It's impossible. It will never, ever happen, except in the fairy tale stories. And that's why it's, that's why it's called a fairy tale. Why? Because if I look at this, you know, my famous yin and yang, for those of you who are listening, the light and the dark side are always present in every moment. It's like throughout a day, have you ever had a day where they, you had no challenges? Like the only way you, not, you have no challenges if you stay home and you don't take any chance at doing anything, but then the challenge becomes the fact that you, you become weaker, you're not it's boring you you don't fulfill your potential so it's impossible that a relationship is never going to have any challenges like if your spouse loses their job or you lost your pet or you lost someone you know dear to you or um, all of a sudden you realize someone took your car, (laughs) you know, like it's impossible. So the the biggest fallacy and they live happily ever after is it comes from when we are little kids. And I spoke about this before where you're a little baby and if things don't go well, you put your hands out and mommy or daddy or grandma or grandpa come and they shush you and they make you feel better and they take all your boo-boos away. And so now you're supposed to be, you know, Everything is good, everything is safe. So the idea that if you're in a relationship, if you find the one, if you find your soulmate, that you're gonna live happily ever after, it's a bunch of baloney. (laughs) Why? Because your partner won't be able to prevent you from experiencing your own life. And in your own life, you're going to have challenges. So what happens when you are in a relationship is yes, you have support, which is the light side, and then you have challenges. You just double it. <laughs> when you're a single, you have you know the support that you get and the challenge that you get, but when you're in a relationship, you double it. So yeah, you get double the support, but you also get support, double the challenges. And people who look to someone to take all their fears and all the bubbles away, it never, ever works. It works in the beginning in the infatuation period where nothing they can do is wrong. Even if they fart, it smells good. You know, in the beginning, there's, there's nothing they can do that's going to sound or smell or be said that, you know, is bad. But once life starts to settle in, you're going to realize there are challenges that come in any relationships. And 
And there is a body of work that I really like. It's called Imago, like image with an O at the end. It's been my experience that when you meet someone and they talk about it in the Imago work, that when you meet someone, you actually meet someone who has similar wounds as yours. And when I do my mind-body work, it's really goosebumpy. Like when I work with people, if I check them, it, it's unbelievable. Like let's say I have a couple that comes to, to work with me. And I check one person, like, uh, I can't trust my partner, and we find a story, and it's a good story, we fix the story, then I check the other partner, I can trust my partner, and I find the story connected to this, and then I get them to hold hand, and then I test them on the same statement, and boom! I would say 95% of the time, I find almost always at the same age, a similar story. Let's, let's say at 17, one got dumped because you know they were not cool enough. The other one, the same thing happened. And both of them promised themselves they would never be hurt like this again. So that's why you can line up 10 amazing people. And if you look at their online profile, the pictures look good, the write-up looks great. You can meet all 10 of them and one of them you resonate with more than the other. And it's the one that has similar wounds as yours. And at first when we're infatuated, it works quite well. We don't see the wounds because one has such a high. And then slowly but surely our stories start being activated and then we look to our partner to take the pain away but they can't so now we start to freak out how come this person is not making me happy and that's often when the honeymoon phase goes away but from what i know in my own life and the life of the thousands of people i've worked with the moment where you hit the bump in the road in your relationship if you do your inner work that's when you can have true love. Because now you go from being infatuated with having the rose-colored glasses on with seeing your partner with their light and dark side and you make yourself naked and you show your light and dark side. And from this beautiful, open, vulnerable place, then you can you learn to trust each other. And that's when you start having true intimacy. So, and they live happily ever after can happen, but not because you don't do anything about it. Because you committed and you have the right partner and you are, when the going gets tough, you both work on it. So that's, I would say is myth number one is, and they live happily ever after. I, I'm sure this fairy tale line has killed more relationships than any other line. <laughs> You know, as we are growing up, we read all these books about happily ever afters. And I feel like subconsciously, we are ingrained in that motive, right? It's like, oh, if you don't find your prince charming or your princess or whoever, you know, your life isn't complete, but that's just a fallacy. So like Dr. Lee said, no one's going to get there happily ever after. It's always going to be a series of tribulations and challenges, but there's also good things with it, right? There's also the light. Like if you're thinking of the yin and the yang, the dark and the light side. So it's just, it's a balance, everyone. Okay, so let's move on to myth number two. Myth number two, I would say that one of the biggest myths is that when I don't feel the high anymore, something is wrong. The high that was there in the beginning is gone. My goodness, 
I'm starting to freak out. Maybe I chose the wrong person. And it goes back to what I was speaking about earlier that in the beginning, when you have the high, you can numb all the pain, but when the, the high goes away, because it does for everybody, I would say the most intense is usually the first three months. It can go up to a year, but usually three months, within two years, for sure, you know, the person you're with. So when you're on the high and it's numbing your, your pain because you're too busy being in the relationship, it's all good. But then when the high goes down, now you're left with yourself. And if you're not happy with yourself because you haven't done your inner work and you still have illusions that something is wrong with you, that you are unworthy of love, then you start to freak out because what's happening? They're not taking my anxiety away anymore. They're not making me happy anymore. And no, again, if you are with your best friend, if you have a best friend, have you ever been able to be with a best friend that takes all of your anxiety away, all your pain away? Like a best friend is cool. You can talk with them and it makes you feel better to spend time and open your heart to them and spend moments together. But they cannot take your pain away. Nobody can do that. Because remember, emotions are guides to show you where you have the illusion of being unworthy of love. So when you're feeling these strong emotions that don't feel so good, it's actually just because you are disconnecting from your own heart, creating a story about your worthiness, that's not true. So I would say that's number two. Number two is when the high is gone, something is wrong. Nope, that's actually because you're moving towards real love. And real love demands that you learn about love, about love of yourself, about what it means to love my partner, and now you're on the path to opening up your heart and having an amazing experience, just like parents. You know, you have a baby and when you get the baby at first, it's exhausting, but you work through it and through working through it, you, all these special moments is what makes you love your child more than anyone in the world. And it's the same thing with your mate. That's like, it's through the ins and outs, the light, the dark support and challenge that we discover true love. And oftentimes when we don't feel the high, we want to move on, right? Dr. Lise, like, it's just like you said, but this is when, you know, if you want to move on, you are probably infatuated with the other person. It's not really love. Love is safe, right? You are loving at the very core. You have love. It is the essence of you. And I feel like this can occur in younger people more, let's say. And, you know, when we're just dating in high school, it's like, oh, this feels great. It's the honeymoon phase. But after a couple of months, it doesn't feel so good anymore. But that's because you're moving past the infatuation phase and maybe into the loving stage, right? And it's like, oh, feels a little bit too, too safe. Or this is not something I'm comfortable with. Let me move on. Yeah, and that's where, that's where patterns are created. It's so true. Like people come to see me that 30, 40, 50, 60 years old and patterns got established in, in high school, got established when they were teenagers because of that. And because of that, you, you start coming from pain and fear and you picked the wrong person and now you're scared of love. So it's why it's important. It's really important to understand these basic principles. You don't need to be born under a lucky star to have love. There are things you can do. So I would say that's number two. Number three, the top three. So number three is 
if you're finding that means something is wrong with your relationship. <laughs> and that's definitely not true. Actually, I don't know if they're still there, but I remember reading a long time ago, there's, there used to be a love lab in the United States where the couples would go and get uh, video. They'd go there for a weekend. They would be recorded. And there was one prediction they could make. And that was which couple would not last five years. And the couple that would not last five years were the couples that were not fighting. Hmm, interesting. My theory on that is that if you're just listening and you're not seeing right now, put your index and thumbs together. So one circle represents you, the other person is the other circle. And what happens is this, when you bring two people together, if they're not fighting, that means one or both people are giving up on their personality because they're molding themselves so much to the other person that they're losing themselves in their relationship. So when you have two circles on top of each other, it always leads to two circles apart. It is not possible. So the key is to bring the two circles intersecting each other. So when you're intersecting each other, you have one part of your life connected to this person, and then you have all the other areas of your life connected to you. And a good analogy I have, so imagine if one person is represented by a universe, and within this universe, there's galaxies and solar systems and planets and satellites and all kinds of things happening. And the other person is also a universe. And this is represent, represents all the stories, the experiences you have, the interest that you have. And now you're trying to bring two universes together. What happens if you bring these two gigantic entities together too quickly? It's going, you know, planets and satellites and things are going to collide. There's going to be lots of drama and things like this. So that's why I recommend when you meet someone at the beginning, like take your time create space because that way you can bring these two universes together and help them readjust so that they start fitting together. But even there, you're still going to sometimes, but okay, at stir point, you're going to reach a stable, a stable situation within your relationship where you understand each other, you understand what's going on. You have enough history, enough background, enough trust in each other that you can have a system that's stable. That's my theory. I love your theory, Dr. Lise. And listeners, if you don't remember anything from this podcast, just remember exploding planets and <laughs> Dr. Lise's theory about that. So couples, after you hear what Dr. Lise has said, don't fight on purpose. I feel like some couples will be like, oh my gosh, we haven't fought in like the longest time. Maybe I should just go pick a fight for the sake of our relationship. <laughs> But just know that it's normal to have fights, right? It's it's part of the process. It's not about, you're right, it's not a, life, a carte blanche to go pick a fight all the time. Because obviously when you have a fight, if you're wise, you're going to go away and go, all right, how am I participating in this? What's my part? And we, all the, the things that we learn in the, in the Soul Worthy Love program, you can, you can look at that. Because... It's like a kid, you know, a kid is two years old and having the terrible twos and they're having a, a big temper tantrum. It's not fun when someone is having a temper tantrum, but if you're a parent, you're going to deal with a temper tantrum. And this is the same thing in a relationship. If you're always having temper tantrum, like really, 
do your work, do your inner work. It's, it's okay to cut each other some slack, you know, your partner does it or you don't, you do it and it goes back and forth. But if you're always having temper tantrums, there's an illusion of being unworthy of love that's there. There's something that you are not aware of. Do your inner work. Like, don't just, it's like going vomit your emotions on everybody around because it's stressful to have people around that are, you know, dumping all these strong emotions. It's okay to do it once in a while, but you don't want to be your pattern in your relationship. Absolutely. And I think we can have an entire episode in the future about temper tantrums. And I guess the fine line between temper tantrums, that is a mouthful. And I guess like the whole situation around PMS, because sometimes it's hard navigating and differentiating between that, right? So I feel like... (laughs) Yes, that's that's so, that's very true. Like different women PMS in different ways. It was funny for me. I never was an angry person, but I knew I was going to have my period when I would feel like such a loser. Like my life had no meaning. I had not accomplished anything. It was like, okay, that's when that was really true. That was not true, but like how I felt inside was this. And some other women, they get really uptight and things. And the key for that is again, I call that the health triangle. So to be healthy, you have the structural, the biochemical, and the emotional aspect of a person. And PMSing is very connected to if you exercise and you do things to connect with your heart, but also the food that you eat, the things that you drink have a huge impact on how bad you're going to experience your PMS. There are so many things to do to make yourself healthy again. I love that. That's really good advice. And we should definitely have an episode about that in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this just comes to a close of our episode today. So thank you so much, Dr. Lise, again, for your insightful tips. And we hope you enjoy this episode. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Worthy Love. We have new episodes every Tuesday. Mm